Buenos dias from the Springs. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from the 14th of July, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. The interest of Caribbean countries in lifting the sanctions of the U.S. imposed against Venezuela has increased in recent months. On Saturday the 9th, Barbados Prime Minister Mia Motley announced that the Community of Caribbean States, better known as CARICOM, will continue to work together to remove the sanctions the U.S. had imposed against Venezuela in 2019. She said CARICOM was supporting Venezuela in order to renew the Petrocaribe Agreement. The agreement was first established in 2005 during the mandate of the late President Chavez, allowing Caribbean countries to obtain oil from Venezuela at a lower price. Speaking of oil, on Friday the 8th, Citgo's CEO, Carlos Horda, said that the oil refinery is ready and willing to resume imports of Venezuelan crude if the U.S. government authorizes the flow. The government halted its operations in Venezuela in 2019. On Monday the 11th, Maduro received the new ambassadors appointed to Venezuela from the republics of Suriname, Rwanda, St. Lucia, and Cambodia at Miraflores Palace. Peter Lansico, ambassador of St. Lucia, called the operation between the two countries in terms of energy and spoke about Petrocaribe agreement reactivation. Van Borum reported that the Kingdom of Cambodia legitimately recognizes Maduro's government. More international news. On Friday the 8th, 22 U.S. senators asked Biden's government to extend the Temporary Protected Status, or TPS, for the Venezuelan population residing in the country before it expires in September. TPS was created in 1990 to protect migrants and refugees whose lives will be in danger if they are forced to return to their countries of origin. In a letter, the senators highlighted Maduro's crimes against his own population and Venezuela's humanitarian situation, which has worsened in recent months. If an extension is not given, the entire Venezuelan population living in the U.S. will be deported. In a statement released on Monday the 11th, the U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, reported that they will extend Venezuelan's TPS for 18 months. Mayorkas said the extension is one of several ways Washington, quote, is providing humanitarian support to Venezuelans at home and abroad, unquote. Moving on, a few years ago, at least $2 billion in gold had been granted to the Bank of England on the condition that only Venezuela dispose of them. Since 2019, Maduro and Guaido have been disputing the access to that gold. On Thursday the 7th, the United Kingdom's Supreme Court ordered Maduro's regime to pay the costs of the gold trial against Guaido. Back in December 2020, during the trial, Maduro had taken $480,000 from the Central Bank of Venezuela to pay for his attorney's fees. The UK Supreme Court requested that Maduro administration to return that money to the bank. The trial even caught the attention of Queen Elizabeth, who, in 2021, unequivocally recognized the Guaido government. Following this news, on Friday the 8th, the executive vice president of Venezuela, 
Delcy Rodriguez told the press that the United Kingdom intends to steal the Venezuelans' gold. Rodriguez said that in the next few days the destiny of the precious metal will be resolved and that the Central Bank of Venezuela is currently fighting for the country's citizens. She also asked for the local support and urged them to take to the streets. Next up, on Saturday the 9th, the recently elected president of Colombia, Gustavo Petro, informed YVKE Mundial of his plans to return the administration of the Venezuelan company Monomeros to the Maduro government. The PDVSA subsidiary, located in Barranquilla, was handed over to the interim government of Guaido by the former Colombian president, Ivan Duque, in 2019. Petro said he intends to, quote, collaborate with the development of both countries, unquote, and reduce the cost of fertilizers. Moving on to some news on education, on Friday the 8th, Andres Bayo Central University of Caracas officially inaugurated the eSports Academy. The university's sports director, Juan Sanchez, stated that in the country, Quote, there is a 15-year lag in this matter compared to other nations, unquote, and said the university wants to reduce that gap. The academy is equipped with 20 PC gamers, 5 Xbox, and 5 PS5, as well as a special internet connection and other necessary technology for amateurs and experts to learn. Speaking of progress, on Friday the 8th, the president of Constructora Sambil, Alfredo Cohen, informed the El Sambil La Candelaria Mall, located in Caracas, expects to open its doors on the 30th of November. The announcement comes four months after the Maduro regime legally returned the infrastructure of the shopping center. It had been expropriated 14 years ago by the late President Chavez. Cohen said that the infrastructure is in good condition and that the opening will generate at least 3,500 jobs and benefit small and medium businesses. From progress to retrogression. Two weeks after the Washington Post reported on cases of child sexual abuse by priests in Venezuela, the country's Episcopal Conference Vice President, Mario Moronta, finally spoke up. On Thursday the 7th, Moronta admitted that priests convicted of sexually abusing children and adolescents were still in church and continued with their duties. He also talked about the cases of Luis Alberto Mosquera and another priest in the Falcon State, whose name was not revealed. In 2006, Mosquera was sentenced to seven years in prison for child sexual abuse, but after two years he was released. Regarding this case, Moronta said that Mosquera was arrested again this year to finish his sentence. He didn't specify whether the detention occurred after the Washington Post report was published. On the other hand, the priest arrested in Falcon pleaded guilty but was granted house arrest and returned to church the same year. According to the Washington Post, in the last two years, at least 10 cases of abuse of minors by the clergy in Venezuela were reported and the government did nothing about it. To check out the article in English, click on the link in our show notes. 
Following this news, in the statement, the Network of Human Rights of Children and Adolescents in Venezuela considered the response given by the Venezuelan Episcopal Conference insufficient. They also requested the collaboration of competent authorities to enforce the appropriate sentences these criminals deserve. Moving on, on Thursday the 7th, indigenous organizations released a statement saying the Venezuelan government is not protecting them. The statement speaks out against illegal mining in the Amazon state and urges this Office of the High Commissioner of Human Rights in the UN to negotiate with the state protection measures for their ancestral territories. They also ask the Public Ministry of Venezuela for exhaustive investigation to capture the killers of the Amazonian territorial guardian, Bergilio Trujillo. Speaking of protecting territories, on Friday the 8th, the general director of the NGO, La Salche, Mariano Oroño, notified that the Venezuelan coasts are in danger due to the expansion of Indonesian coral. On the television program Dos Mas Dos, Oroño said, that this coral has exponentially expanded along the beaches of the Anzoategui state and that, due to its fast growth, it has already reached the coasts of Falcón, Aragua, and the Carabobo states. Although the coral does not pose a threat to human health, Oroño said it represents a national security concern since it affects the food, economic, and tourism sectors. In sports news, on Saturday the 9th, Venezuela's Women's national football team, La Vino Tinto, started the Group B matches, where their leader, Dana Castellanos, scored a goal against Uruguay that led them to victory. Venezuela's next match will be on Friday the 15th against Peru. On Sunday the 10th, Venezuela's baseball major league published on its Twitter account the list of Venezuelans who will play in the U.S. All-Star game. Among the American League players, there's Cabrera, Altuve, Araz, Jimenez, and Perez. While the National League list, there's Acuna and the brothers Wilson and William Contreras. The last two are the first duo of Venezuelan brothers and the fifth siblings in the history to participate in the All-Star Game. The All-Star Game will be held on the 19th of July at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, California. That's it for this week. Would you like us to talk about Venezuela's traditional food or folk dances? Let us know at Venezuela at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima.